Welcome to another episode of Beck Lover's Two Cents, where I talk about interesting topics and really what's on my mind. This is part two of my discussion about a very controversial debate, a religious roundtable that occurred on Valuetainment's Patrick Bet David podcast. This debate between Christians and Muslims has gone extremely viral. There's tons of interactions and comments and back and forth about who's right and who's wrong. And I feel that it's my duty as someone who has gone viral over a billion views about a clip that I made that shows that Muslims, Christians, and Jews use the same exact word for God, but most people don't even know it. I think that's the problem we have in this world and throughout time and throughout history, why wars have erupted is because of ignorance and because of people spewing things out of context and creating animosity between large groups of people. I am a big fan of Valuetainment. I am a big fan of Patrick Bet David, and I truly believe his intention with what he's doing is to bring unity and dialogue to half of the world. If Muslims and Christians can unite, that is half the world. So I want to applaud him for his effort, and it is not an easy subject. He's clearly not a scholar in religion, and I can't even consider myself one, even though I've studied religion most of my life. In any event, the discussions are extremely important, and there's a lot of context that needs to go into this. I'm going to address a few issues today that are very important. One, the concept of Christians and Jews in the Muslim religion. They are not people that are supposed to be hurt, you know, killed, or oppressed. I'm going to go into the age of the Prophet Muhammad's wife, Aisha, Peace and blessings upon him and her. And I'm going to explain the hypocrisy, the contradictions, and the, and the pretty plain bigotry that can be seen by the two guests that he brought on his show, Brother Rashid particularly, with a lot of the comments that he made about the Prophet Muhammad, Islam, and Muslims, basically brushing the entire religion as it's one of violence and evil and oppressing women, and this could not be further from the truth for anyone that wants to take the time and actually study any of these religions. So before I get into the clips and give a deeper analysis, I did this already in one video yesterday, but I was in a rush. I didn't have my technician. The sound was kind of off. And I want to really go into it a little bit deeper and give an even more clearer picture of why these types of statements and these types of discussions can be very harmful if they're not done fairly to all sides. I think in the world that we live in right now, the way the culture on earth is changing, the family unit is being destroyed, divorce is becoming more prevalent than ever, promiscuity is through the roof. The one thing we can all agree on right now, anyone that is religious believes in Christianity, Islam, Judaism, even Hinduism, Buddhism, these are all faiths that teach certain types of morality, certain types of lifestyles, the bond between man, woman, family. And I believe in modern times right now, in the most recent times, it's very important that these communities learn how to stick together because they really do have the same threat or appearance of threat towards their ways of life, their culture, their religious beliefs, and in a time where the U.S. is very volatile and everything is an issue, protest, or an accusation, I think it's very important to clarify these topics and provide people with information that is fundamental 
to A, cure hatred, B, get rid of racism, C, deprogram people from propaganda of movies and all types of things that make them view people from the Middle East in a very bad light. First and foremost, before we start this debate, we start in the name of God, who all glory and all blessings belong to. There's no one that's perfect but the Creator. There's no one that has all wisdom but Him. And there's the rest of us are human beings who make mistakes, make errors, could be wrong, and you should always question the source of your information. I also tell you to please verify everything I'm telling you. I could make mistakes. And based on the Muslim tradition, of which I am a follower of the religion of Islam, it's a religion I studied on my own. I do not come from a religious family. I come from a very secular family. I studied religion from the age of 13 and chose to follow this religion, and I made my own choices. That is not my objective with what I'm about to share with you today. I'm not here to push Islam on you or make you believe it. I believe the problem of the world is that most people don't do any homework, don't do any research, don't study, don't ask questions, and most people are not religious today. They know very little about their own religion, let alone other people's religions. Most people, if you don't even know your Bible or you don't know your Quran or your Torah, and not just that you don't know those books, you need to know the history of the book, how they were transmitted, how they were recorded, how they were passed on generation to generation, where they may have been biased, where there may have been um, alterations in these scriptures and the preaching of them. There's so much that goes into religious discussion that most people just leave out of the discussion completely. And that is also not doing justice to any of those traditions. The problem today is that most people are really more secular than religious. Very few people really even know or understand their own religion, the origins of it, the books, the history of it. And this is why we have the issues that we have. First and foremost, I want to start with the fact that all three religions, Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, are extremely related. In some views you can't have one without the other you know judaism and christianity and islam are only different by two people two or three people jews do not accept jesus christ as the messiah nor do they accept him as uh, god or the savior neither do muslims but muslims do believe that jesus christ was someone that existed was born to the virgin mary peace be upon her was someone that performed miracles, was someone that had been born uh, without physical creation by the word of God. They do believe he's the Messiah, meaning the chosen one who was picked by God to bring his word down to earth, or what we would call the gospel. Christians call it the gospel, and so do Muslims. They also believe in a lot of his prophecies of the end of time, and that there will be someone powerful on earth, known as the Antichrist, who will come at a very dark time in human history, the worst time ever, actually. And that both religions, Christianity and Islam, do believe that Jesus Christ will return in all his glory to save what's left of those that believe in God on the earth. In any event, that's not what this discussion is about today. Today, I want to address the debate on the Patrick Bet David podcast. Brother Rashid made some very harmful uh, and very unhonest 
comments about the Prophet Muhammad in Islam, calling himself a Christian, he really has no foundation to stand on with the accusations he makes and tries to attack the character of the Prophet Muhammad. So I'm going to play the clip, and then I'm going to get into a lot of what I want to discuss today. And I hope that this will clarify not only for Muslims, but Christians and all people of all faiths around the world, just how unfair this debate and this discussion really was. If we're being true to facts, if we're looking in the mirror first before throwing stones when we live in massive glass houses. So let's start with the clip, and then I'll get into my analysis with some very interesting facts of history. Here we go. Let's, uh, let's take a look at it together, and then I'll get into it. And another thing, Muhammad is not a rule model. Jesus is. Muhammad, he had many wives, 11 of them. One of them, she was nine years old. He was 53. I am 50. I cannot marry a girl that has nine years old. You cannot. That's abuse. And Muhammad did that. Can we do so one, many one things? Uh, let me, let, let me, let me finish this. He took, he raided a Jewish tribe. He killed the whole family of a newly bride called Safiya. And he took her as a wife the same time he was returning to Medina. Would you put that as a role model for me today in the 21st century? He had another wife called Rihanna. My daughter, her name is Rihanna. I named her specifically for that. He took a Jewish wife, Rihanna, and he, he, he did sex with her. Not with her will. He did against their wills, all these ladies. Are you going to put him as a role model? You cannot compare Jesus with Muhammad. Jesus never killed a person, he never killed an apostate, he never waged a war, so he was a role model for me, and that's why I left Muhammad and I wanted to follow Jesus. They are going to keep trying. Alright, so getting back to his first comment, he talks about the age of the Prophet Muhammad's wife, Aisha, um, and there's a lot wrong with it. It's a, it's a blanketed statement with no context in history or in comparison to other cultures, civilizations. So first and foremost, let me start by clarifying this. Engagement is different than marriage and consummation. I repeat, engagement, when someone gets engaged, is different than the actual marriage being fulfilled and then the consummation of that marriage, which would be the physical act. Many of the Muslim scholars use something that's called the hadith. And this is where a lot of people get lost. In Islam, the only book that is accepted to be perfect and without flaw is the Holy Quran. The Holy Quran is believed by Muslims to be God's actual word dictated through the Prophet Muhammad from the angel Gabriel. So direct transmission. Where the Bible, which is a Greek word, by the way, and Jesus did not speak Greek. He spoke Arabic and some Hebrew. If you watch the debate, the other Christian brother on there said that, you know, Muslims try to look at the Bible like it's the Quran, and the Bible's not like the Quran because it's what Paul thought, Luke thought, all these people that wrote the Bible who were not Jesus Christ. It was not a direct transmission. It's known as testaments, meaning they heard this, they believed this to be true, this is what they were inspired to write. And he said, in his own words, 
that they made mistakes because they're human and it wasn't a direct transmission to them. Well, that's what the Hadith are in Islam. The Hadith is basically the equivalent of the Bible. It's what this person heard from this person and they wrote it down, they narrated it, much more preserved than the Bible is because we don't even know some of these people's last names. But we know through narration, this person said this and they wrote it down, what they thought they heard the Prophet say. The Prophet Muhammad, that is. So the Hadith is the closest thing to what a Christian would call the Bible. But to the Muslims, the supreme rule, the supreme law is the Holy Quran. That is unadulterated, God's word, no interference, direct transmission in the first person, where the testaments are in third person. So scholars use the Hadith, which supposedly recorded Aisha's age. She was nine, some say six. Scholars debate when the actual marriage was consummated. But we know that she was promised in marriage at a young age. First and foremost, that does not mean the marriage was consummated at that time period. We are trying to analyze the ancient world 1,400 years ago for the sake of Islam and the ancient Arabs of the Arabian Peninsula. And we're going to get into Christianity with the birth of Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, from the Virgin Mary, may she be blessed, that she was, based on Christian and Catholic encyclopedias, the Oxford Dictionary, she was between 12 and 14 years when she carried Jesus Christ in her womb. And that, by today's standards, you would be considered a pedophile. You would be thrown into prison if you impregnated a 12-year-old girl. So my first question back to my Christian brothers is, if you're going to throw rocks at the ancient world's way of life, then you have to do it across the board. And you cannot single out the Prophet Muhammad for their marriage customs of that time because it existed in Christianity Clearly in Christianity, but not even that, up until the 1900s in America. And I'm going to show you facts. But we are trying to analyze the world with today's knowledge, today's eyes, today's thinking, today's development and maturity. When people were forced to grow up a lot faster in the old world, the old world was much more dangerous. Lifespans were shorter. People's marriage customs were very different. Most marriages were arranged marriage throughout most of the ancient world. So the attack that he does on the Prophet Muhammad does nothing but create more animosity when it's not even fair to the Muslim religion, when it exists in the Christian religion, in the Jewish religion. And I'm going to break it down for you so that we can put this attack on one of the world's largest faiths, soon to be the largest, away and try to build that bridge instead of fueling bigotry, hatred, misconceptions, ignorance, which only divides all of us further. Islam's not going nowhere and neither is Christianity. Two billion people in each of those faiths is half the world's population. We cannot afford for people like Brother Rashid to be brought onto these discussions with this type of bigotry and bias and again he may have been oppressed in the country he was in and we can talk about that also it's normal to feel that type of anger and animosity when you live in a very closed environment that many muslim scholars would say there's not one single country on the earth that's truly operating by muslim rule and muslim law and anyone that has ever studied sharia law can tell you 
that it's not black and white and that it's gray and that life is not black and white, that there's a lot of compromise and understanding and there's rulings of councils and it's not just what they show you on TV. And it would take you years to even study that law and try to understand it from the perspective of its founder and the doctrines that they live by. So, now let's start with where he's wrong. If we pull up the um, Virgin Mary's biography and history here, and just to simplify it on Wikipedia, but you can pull this up on multiple Christian sites. It says here that Mary, the Virgin Mary, may God be pleased with her, um, was probably somewhere between 12 and 14 years old, and that Jewish women of the time, that means at the time of Mary and Jesus, got married between 12 and 13 years old. Um, and I'm just trying to pull it up here so you can see it for yourselves. It's not easy to do this all while recording. But if we look here, we will see that um, it says here that most Jewish girls married in their mid to late teen years according to the NRSV or between 13 and 16 most Christian sources, if you look at the Catholic Encyclopedia, say she was probably around 12 years old when she gave birth to Christ. I'm asking you in today's world, is that normal? Would you allow your 12-year-old daughter to get married? No, you wouldn't. But 2,024 years ago, at the time of Christ, that was the norm. People were married and having kids at 12 and 13 years old, consummating those marriages. But people in the ancient world got engaged before they were even born. Even in Albanian history, Turkish history, Indian history, Chinese history, and I'll pull it all up, arranged marriages were done as a way to secure the future of a female. The parents always tried to find them somewhere that they felt that they would be good, protected, maybe gained in status, maybe um, food security. There was a lot of things that went into or to tie two groups of people together through marriage. Monarchies did this throughout history marrying the king of France or the princess of Spain and blah, blah, blah. And most of those marriages occurred as early as nine, some of them even as early as six years old. I find it funny that the majority of Americans want to use this attack on the prophet Muhammad when all of their ancestors were marrying up until the 1900s at 10, 11, and 12 years old. What's their justification for almost a thousand years after the prophet Muhammad lived in their forward cultures and i'm going to give you the facts so if we look here now the history of marriage in the united states of america and the colonial america right when america was still colonies the minimum marriage age was 12 years for females and 14 years for males under english civil law until 1753 this is in america and the new world by default, these provisions became the minimum marriage ages in colonial America. The English Marriage Act, 1753, required a marriage to be covered by a license and blah, blah, blah. But we're talking about a th almost 1,100 years after the life of the Prophet Muhammad. Here in America, they were getting married at 12 years old, average. We're going to get into state laws here in the U.S. of people being married in 1275 in England, 
they talk about the age of consent was set at 10 years old. That's almost seven, almost 700 years, 600 years after the life of the Prophet Muhammad. The people that founded this country, the ancestors of the Americans. In the United States, if we look at the age of consent, in Delaware, the age of consent was 10 years old until 1871. When it was lowered, it was lowered from 10 in 1871 to 7 years old. Is that normal, Delaware? Is that normal, Americans? Yet you want to judge ancient Arabian, a culture you know nothing about. You have no right to even question unless you're going to study it in depth. And this type of stuff has been going on in this country for uh 1871, the prophet was in the 600s. You're talking 1,200 years after his life here in the United States of America. So these attacks by Brother Rashid are harmful, they're disgusting, they're unfounded, they're inappropriate, and he should try to bring these communities together instead of ripping them apart. Now, I understand there's been a lot of evil dictators in the Middle East I'd ask all of you that are watching this video, go and see how they came into power after World War I and World War II and which Western powers put these dictators into power under the flag that they're ruling with Islamic rule when they were really oppressive regimes using Islam as an excuse to oppress their own people. That's a fact. Under the 1871 law, the penalty for having relations with a girl below the age of consent was death. In 1880, this is in the United States of America, 37 states set the age of consent at 10 years in the United States of America. 1,200, 1,100 years after the life of the prophet in an ancient civilization with different customs, this was happening right here on the ground that we live on, the United States of America. 10 states set an age of consent at 12 years. Okay, In California, early statutes forbade relations with females under the age of 10. Following the English statute of 1576, and in 1889, the California statute was amended to raise the age to 14 years. Now, I'd ask you, would you allow your 14-year-old to sleep with people? Would you allow your 14-year-old to get married? Would you allow a 10-year-old to do that? I guess all of America is... Uh, disgusting then i guess if we're going to use that stroke to brush one prophet who didn't even consummate the marriage until she was past the age of puberty which is what this is all about folks in the old world we we're trying to analyze society with today's standards and that's not a fair and rational way to view the world but it was the whole world not just the arabs not just the prophet muhammad when a woman reached the age of puberty when she had her menstrual cycle it meant she was biologically ready to have children. Most parents didn't want to leave their daughter exposed so they would get them married off young so that they wouldn't have bastards or have intercourse before marriage, which a lot of men would reject the woman who had been with a man. This is how the world worked. In many cultures, when a woman got married, if, she wasn't, if there wasn't blood on that sheet on their first night of marriage, they sent the woman back home. Then it was a big shame Nobody would marry her. So a lot of cultures and civilizations married their women off young to avoid that. I'm not getting into the whole 
discussion of women's rights. I understand the complaints women have, and that's not what this topic's about. We can discuss that at another time. I'm talking about how one guy goes onto one of the most popular podcasts in the world, says statements that are hurtful, harmful, disgusting, and breeds fuel and hatred that are unfounded, unfair, and unjust. Haven't the Muslims suffered enough in movies, film, television, and news being portrayed as all evil? They want to contribute. Like, this is what's wrong with the world. People need to ask where they're getting their information. Who is Brother Rashid? What makes him qualified to discuss this topic? Is he a scholar? Is he being fair to the history of the world? Or is he just pointing out something that he knows is going to shock people in today's age? But it wasn't a shock in America to get married at 10 years old 100 years ago. So this is clear proof to you, my friends, of the bigotry, the animosity, and the evil that is perpetrated towards a very large group of people, which does nothing but harm us, and I know was not the objective of Patrick Bet David. The objective of Patrick Beck David was to bring the two communities together, not to make them hate each other more. And that's why it's important that I speak and people like you that have knowledge speak to those that don't, because most people don't even know uh, the bare minimums of their religion. My video went viral because most Christians didn't know, and I had discussions with them, that Jesus Christ spoke Aramaic. And they just changed the search result, by the way. So on, on a podcast I went on, the Concrete Podcast, now called the Danny Jones Podcast, Danny did it in front of me. Thank God it's documented on camera. We did it in real time. It's recorded. He went on to Google. I said, what's the language of Christ? Aramaic. I said, I might not speak Aramaic, but if I call myself a Christian, I should at least know what the word for God was in his language. I'm not Arab. I follow Islam, but I pray in Arabic. I know a lot of words in Arabic, even though it's not my language. English was my first language. So I know a lot of words in that religion because I want to understand my religion better. I want to try to be authentic to it. So Danny does the search results. I said, Danny, pop it into Google, Aramaic word for God. It pops up. And the word was Allah, where the search result was coming from. They have now conveniently changed it. Somebody did it on Wikipedia because anybody can go in there and play around with it. I guess it bothered some people. And they made it Allahi, Ilahi, which is the plural of Elohim in Hebrew, which is the same word in Arabic, Allah. It's a cognate. These similarities are what we need to discuss. How Christians and Jews have a protected class in Islam. They're not to be hunted down and oppressed. We can get into the history of the Crusades and what happened, but the bottom line is they have a protected class. They are known as people of the book, but let's not get off topic. So I'm asking you, if this was the history in the U.S., is it fair to judge the Prophet Muhammad, who was engaged at a young age? I know people in Albania, where my family comes from, that were engaged in the womb. That means that before they were even born, two families got together and said, if you're having a girl and we're having a boy or vice versa, let's marry them off to each other. We'll keep our families close. This was done throughout history. So just because the Prophet was engaged at a young age... He waited. Yes, he played with dolls. She played with dolls, Aisha. Read her history. She's the most respected woman in Islam. She transmitted one-third of the history of the Prophet Muhammad. She was a genius. She was a role model to so many women of her time and throughout history, if you study her life. And their affection for each other is actually a very, really awesome one. If you study it and analyze it 
from the eyes of that time and not this, not our time. It doesn't make sense in today's world, guys. But it wasn't just the Arabs and it wasn't just the Muslims. Now, pulling this up, the arranged marriage in 1697 of Marie Adelaide of Savoy. She was age 12 to Louis, the Duke of Burgundy. 12 years old, married in the heart of Europe a thousand years after the Prophet Muhammad's life. I can go on all day with these examples. Everyone wants to go to the Queen of England. She passed away, God rest her soul, and Prince Charles, and this is the bloodline of these people that you guys look up to so much. They were marrying each other, brothers marrying sisters and cousins, and at early age, look at the Queen, <laughs> Prince Diana. That's what's been going on for thousands of years in Europe, in America. 1770, Empress Maria Theresa sent 14-year-old Maria Antonia to France to marry Louis Auguste. Is that normal to get married at 14 years old by today's standards? You guys want to brush a religion of almost 2 billion people, try to alienate them further than they've been alienated over the last 23 years, paint them in a light when... Look at how many white European countries did this. Normal practice a thousand years after the prophet's life. Shame on you for your hateful compliments. Shame on you for trying to use something that was common throughout the world to make someone look evil and alienate 1.9 billion people. Disgusting, Brother Rashid. And Patrick Bet David, if you're watching, I'd love to come on your show and have this discussion with anyone. But really, the people you should be reaching out are to true scholars. Yes, I have knowledge on this topic. And yes, I've been studying religion for 23 plus years. But I know when to lower my head to those that have more knowledge. And that's the problem with today's world. We allow people that have no right to speak. They don't belong at the table. Because they don't have the knowledge, the compassion, the patience, and the wisdom to speak in a way where you can make your point, but not create and fuel more hatred. From the Muslim perspective, to push someone away from God, because that's all that's happening. If these debates continue to happen, and people see these hateful comments that make no sense because they're completely out of context, both the Christian and the Muslim and the Jew and anyone that believes in God is going to lose because people that are looking for spirituality are going to be like, well, this is why I don't believe in God because look at these people. They're always fighting each other. They're saying disgusting things. They're trying to paint each other in ways that are not true to any of those faiths. And this is very harmful to the world and to those that are seeking the guidance of God. If we go to Europe and we scroll down here from 380 AD to 1983 and we can see all the different marriages. Beatrice of Vermadou, aged about 10, was married to Robert. Okay? We can keep going down the list. Gisela of Hungary, aged about 11, was married to Stephen I of Hungary, aged about 21 years old. Is that normal? Would you marry off an 11-year-old to a 21-year-old? Because the way of the world was when a woman had her menstrual cycle, she was now biologically ready to be married. It was the standard across the board throughout the globe and almost every single civilization across the globe. And as life, expand, life expanded, I think people started to increase that. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into this. I can continue down the list. Hedwig of France, aged about 13, was married to Renald, Count of Nevers, in 1016. 
Matilda of England, aged about 12, daughter of Henry I of England, was married to Henry, the Holy Roman Emperor. Okay? Was he a, a pedo? Cecile of France, aged about 8 or 9, was married. That means consummated the marriage, not just engaged. Was married to Tancred, Prince of Galilee, aged about 30. Does that make sense in today's world? I'm not justifying this. I'm saying... It was the way of the world. And that, to me, is young. The marriage was consummated at that age. This is in European history, white Caucasian history. And these people want to paint the prophet today and make all these comments. Are you kidding me right now? These are your ancestors. This happened in America up until about 70 years ago. Most of these states just changed their laws in the last 5 to 10 years. I don't know if you guys know that. Do your homework. Sancha of Castile, age 14. Theodora was 13. Matilda of England, 11. Matilda of Boulogne, 9 years old. Margaret of France, 13. Isabella, these you can go through their whole history. It's right here. Okay? This is thousands of years, 600 years past the prophet. Agnes of France was engaged at eight years old and reported to have been nine years old when she married. Married Alexos II at age 10 in 1180. Many centuries after the life of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Marie of Brine, aged about 10 when she married Baldwin II of Constantinople in 1234. 600 years after the life of the Prophet Muhammad. Eleanor of Castile, and guys, the list goes, I mean, look, it's all here. 12, 13, 12, 14. Marie of Evreux, age 7 or 8, was married to John III, age 10 to 11. In 1311, the prophet Muhammad was in the 600s. Margaret of France, age 9 to 10, was married to Louis I, Count of Flanders, age 15 to 16. Joan of the Tower, age 7, was married to the future David II of Scotland, he was only four years, he, a guy, was only four years old when he was married. Now that's a problem. So, like I showed you earlier, up in, in the U.S. was age 10. I'm not saying it's right. But the way the world worked was when a woman had her menstrual cycle, couldn't be as young as eight years old. She now can have children. She would be engaged. And many, if they were normal, would wait to consummate the marriage. And based on all of the scholars, with all of the information that they can have, first of all, the Arabs were not a uh, writing people before the Prophet Muhammad. They were an oral people. Their records weren't great before he came. He made them learn how to read and write, even though he himself was an illiterate. He told them studying and writing makes you handsome in the eyes of God. That's one of his quotes. So as his influence on the Arabian Peninsula happened, he turned this people that the world didn't even care about into one of the most powerful people on the face of the planet. They're the reason we have algebra today. They're the reason why when you go down to get your diploma in college, you're called alumni, you know, when you finish college or high school, which comes from the Arab word alim. Alim means a scholar. And the cap and gown that you wear comes from the Muslim universities. These traditions that none of you understand where they even come from. Let alone you don't understand that. You don't even know your own religions and you want to judge religions. You have no right. I love my Christian brothers. 
I love my Jewish brothers. I love my Buddhist brothers. I love humanity. It is not for me to judge you. And every Muslim understands this because it's in the Holy Quran. There is no compulsion in religion. God says in the Quran, which remember, only Muslims accept the, the Quran as the word of God to be perfect. The hadith were transmitted by people who could mix up dates, times, the same way we all do. I think it was red. I think it was brown. Yes, they were preserved very efficiently, but it doesn't mean that the memory of them was off. The Arabs did not have a tradition. And in Islam, you're not even supposed to celebrate your birthday. The Arabs did not have the tradition of celebrating birthdays at the time of Muhammad. No one really knows what her exact birthday was or how old she was exactly. It was not in their tradition or custom to celebrate birthdays. They were not accurate in keeping records. I have grandparents that lived in this century. My grandmother in, in Kosovo didn't really know how old she I'm around. My aunt was like, I'm around 75. She didn't even know her own birthday. There wasn't accurate record keeping. And people want to create stereotypes and make everyone look disgusting. Because when you attack the prophet in this fashion, you're basically saying that anyone that believes in him is a pedophile, is a lowlife, agrees that kids should be slept with. No, we don't agree with that. No, we don't. And if you can find me Muslims, you know, the majority of Muslims don't follow these customs anymore. And it's, it's just disgusting to be painted in that light. What's even more disturbing is that the man is Arab making his own people look like that. <clears throat> Healthline.com. What age do most girls get their first period? One of the hallmarks of puberty is getting the first period. On average, a first period occurs when you're about 12 years old. Although anywhere between about 8 and 14. Again, this was the standard that was used throughout the world. No one's here saying it's right. It just was the way it was. But to paint him in that light is not fair. And I've shown you more than enough reasons why. So, and I'd like to finish this discussion with the whole, you know, he also made comments that Muslims kill Jews and Christians. Read the Old Testament. Name one person that Jesus killed because he was an apostate. Judas, he, he, he gave him to the Jews and he never ordered his disciple his disciples to kill him. I have people who just criticized Muhammad once and he ordered his disciples to go and kill him, even lying. His name is Kaab ibn al-Ashraf. Please go watch the whole debate. You'll see what I'm talking about. This guy's intention is not to bring unity or peace to the, to the, to the conversation. It's to inflame. So I hope Patrick bet David, my brother, I love you. I respect you so much. The work you do. You risk yourself, actually, the conversations you have about what's going on in our world, our society, our government. I really look up to you, and I know your intentions were pure here. This doesn't help anyone. Okay? And what happened in places like Iran, the information's come out. Who overthrew, who overthrew the, the Shah? It was us, the Americans, who brought in that dictatorship that's known as the Islamic Republic. Come on, guys. This is not like simple stuff to talk. Like you need to be qualified. Yes, today, any of us can get online and make videos, but the harm and the impact we can have about giving information. That's why I ask God to forgive me if I made a mistake now. Because when you deliver information to people, and this is the Islamic interpretation of when you have discussions. If I give you inaccurate information, and because of my decisions, you decide to not believe in God, 
because of the information I've spewed, then on the day of judgment, based on Islamic uh, interpretation of life and afterlife, I would be responsible for you not choosing to follow God because I gave you information that harmed you and it wasn't fair to you. That's why only God is the judge and none of us have a right to judge any of us. What we should have focused on is what I want to talk about now to end this, this part of my discussion. The people of the book. Many times in the news over the last 20 years, you saw them quoting verses where they tried to distort it and make it look like Muslims justify the killing of Christians and Jews and all that. That is not true. To the doctrine of Islam, to the Holy Quran, and to the founder of Islam, the Prophet Muhammad. People of the book, an Islamic term referring to followers of those religions which Muslims regard as having been guided by previous revelations, generally in the form of scripture. In the Quran, they are identified as the Jews, Christians, and Sabians, and according to some interpretations, even the Zoroastrians may have been classified as people of the book. People of the book in Islam means anyone that received revelation from God. The Torah is a book from God. The Psalms of David is a book from God. The Gospel of Christ, we do not have in its entirety. We have, like I said, third-party interpretations of what he said and what he, it was his spoken word. He did not leave us a completed book that says the Gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the Gospel by Luke, Mark, Paul. And this is the arguments that people will get into as far as narration. But again, that's not the purpose of this video. We do believe in the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Anyone that believed in these prophets and followed what they brought down, unpolluted by men putting their own words in there, whatever were the words of Christ, the words of Moses, the words of Abraham and Noah of the ark, these were all prophets of God. And anyone that followed them, bringing down the message that they brought without changing their message, by Islamic terms, are considered people of the book, and those people are promised salvation. Islam, even in the Quran, God says, those of you that are Christians and Jews, if you follow what came before Muhammad, there is no wrong on you, and you can see you will get salvation. The question is, was anything put into your religions? And that's for you to figure out, not for me, maybe in this video, or for me to tell you. And that's not really what my channel is about, but I feel like it's my duty as someone that makes content that's on the public stage to address information when it's grossly wrong. The people of the book, if it wasn't for the first Christians in ancient Abyssinia, the Muslims would have been wiped out in the beginning. These stories are never told. The king of Abyssinia saved the first Muslims during the time of the Prophet Muhammad. These stories of love are what should have started the whole discussion. The problem there is that the person that's hosting it is not, a, is not an expert in religion. So these are the way they should have started the debates. This is what you have in common. This is the beautiful history. This is where things probably went wrong in history, and it's not the fault of either of those religions. All three of those religions believe in the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not worship idols or pictures, which some of them do now. But again, I'm not here to get into that. The bottom line is they have way more in common than they don't. If you go to Matthew chapter 26, Verses 36 to 39, Jesus Christ in the Holy Bible even prayed the way Muslims pray. And I quote, He went a little further on his face and prayed, O oh my Father, not as I will. You know, save me not as I will, but as thou wilt. He prayed like a Muslim. The Virgin Mary 
and Muslim women, the way they look, the way they cover, exactly the same. Orthodox women cover also. So these are the things that need to be discussed and that there's no room for hatred or killing or oppression. I don't want to hear about the past. And we could talk about it. These dictators, whether they were Christian or Muslim, popes, sultans, presidents and dictators of countries that used religion as a way to exterminate people does not mean that those religions are evil. The religions are perfect, but mankind has evil in his heart. You can find how to be a good human being as a Christian, as a Jew, as a Muslim, as a Hindu, as a Buddhist. All the faiths of the world have divine knowledge in them. It's mankind, humankind that went astray, changed the words of God, manipulated the message for their own benefit. That's really what you'll study. In my 25 years, I've come to one conclusion. All religions teach good. God is great. It is human beings that have manipulated these messages and destroyed truth and created hatred amongst all of us when at the end of the day, we all believe in Adam and Eve from the Abrahamic faiths. And across the board, all religions believe that we're all human beings. We all should have compassion, understanding. We should have patience. Is one of the greatest virtues in the religion of Islam, having patience and taking time, even when you're under attack, and try to reach an agreement. And violence should always be the last option if you're trying to defend your life, not the first option. With that said, I hope you've enjoyed this discussion. And... I would love to um, continue making cool videos about this. And um, there's the quote I was telling you about. There is no compulsion in religion. The right direction is henceforth distinct from error. That's in chapter Al-Baqarah, also known as the cow in the Holy Quran, chapter 2, 256. While Muslims respect Jews and Christians as people of the book, at the same time, Muslims are cautioned not to take them as close friends. It doesn't mean... So what it means is that Muslims should not treat them any differently, like kindness, respect, justice, but they have differences in opinion and lifestyles. Like Muslims don't drink, Christians drink. So it means like you should spend more of your time with those that you have more in common with. But in any event, it doesn't say that they should kill each other. They do have a protected class. I hope you've enjoyed this discussion. Please check out my other videos. Subscribe to my channel. I've had Almost 100 interviews of fascinating people. My podcast is weekly and daily. I do a lot of content. Check me out on Instagram at BEKLoverNYC. You can follow me on TikTok. Make sure you sub. Great content coming out. Please spread the word. Ignorance is the only way to defeat hatred. Light will always chase out the darkness. We must come to an understanding. We must come to an agreement. We must know about each other to bring peace to this earth. And if we can get half the world together, that's a great head start towards ending the nonsense that's been going on in the world, all across the world. And everyone is guilty, and everyone has bloodshed on their hands. And I can promise you, none of the gods that we believe in would be proud of the way we've acted over the course of history. Only God is perfect. God is love. This is Beck Lover, and this is my two cents. Lover. Lover.